Hi, it's Emily Williams here, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. And this is episode 51. So this is a very special episode. We are featuring Dr. James Rouse. He's someone who was our first guest back in the day on the I Heart My Life show. He is so special to me, and I'm just thrilled to have this experience with him. This is actually taken from a Facebook Live where James and I interviewed him as a part of a series that we were doing to feature the speakers that are going to be speaking on stage at our live event, I Heart My Life Live, in January 2020. We thought that this episode or this video was so powerful that we had to put it on the podcast. We had to share it with you. Dr. James talks about how most of us are leading with our head instead of our heart, how to drop into your heart because your heart actually has far more wisdom than you're giving it credit for. And if you're not familiar with Dr. James, he's a serial entrepreneur and professional ruckus maker. And all that means is he is up for disrupting everything in the universe that does not adhere to his main way of living, which is love. You'll hear that Dr. James is an incredibly special person. There's no one like him on the planet. And I don't say that lightly. This is the truth. You will hear his heart You will hear and feel him and his spirit, and he will transform your life in the next 45 minutes. So go ahead and dive in. This is episode 51. We are live. It's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life, here with Dr. James Rouse and my amazing husband, James Williams. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. (laughs) We just want to introduce Dr. James first and foremost to all of you who haven't yet met him. He is someone who you are going to absolutely fall in love with. We um, met Dr. James a few years ago randomly at the Titan Summit in Zurich. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. So Dr. James is a primary care trained integrative clinician and an expert in epigenetics, functional, regenerative, and lifestyle medicine. James is the author, author of 13 books and counting on human potential, proactive aging, and mind-body well-being. He was a founding faculty member for the Institute of Functional Medicine. He has presented to audiences on every continent across the world, sharing stage with stages with people like Sir Richard Branson, Steve Wozniak, Dr. Oz, Deepak Chopra, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. As a leading human performance expert, he has worked with professional franchises in the NFL, NBA, and MLB, along with Fortune 10 to 100 companies, including Google, Whole Foods, Tanga Media, Coca-Cola, and Ball Aerospace, and more. And if that isn't enough... Dr. James has also created products that have been used um, at Dana-Farber Cancer Research Hospital, MD Anderson, and Harvard Medical School. Dr. James is a seasoned and successful entrepreneur who has founded companies in media, consumer packaged goods, um, nutraceuticals. Am I saying that right, James? It's it's a great scrabble word, James, and you crushed it. (laughs) Collectively generated over 200 million in sales serving as QBT's medical wellness on-air expert for five years. His annual sales exceeded 50 million. Um, as a high-performing athlete, James is a former sponsored Ironman triathlete, professional mountaineer, and continues to serve and lead as a passionate advocate of functional fitness, mindfulness, and meditation. <gasps> what a superstar. I know. I mean, I was just listening and going, I got to like edit that bio. It's, it's way too long. I'm sorry, you guys. No, we read it and we practiced it. And we were like, we have to share this whole thing because I mean, it's just too good not to share. 
Oh, thank you, Emily. That's so the real gem is what you're going to experience today, which is just the the beautiful, loving energy that is the real life Dr. James Rouse, who we love very, very dearly. Uh, you know what, guys? When I got this invitation, Emily and James, it's kind of funny. I was telling a friend of mine about the two of you, and I say, "Hey, I got to run back and uh, do this um, this live with two people who um, literally, you know, you have people who are you have your family, then you have your chosen family." And then you have divine orchestration of people who've come into your life because God loved you enough to allow them in. That's where you guys are in my life. We feel the same way. And as I was saying just a second ago, the fact that we even met is it's such a crazy story. And I just want to share with everyone because this is what happens when you go to live events. Mm -hmm. James and I put ourselves in this incredible room full of millionaires and billionaires and people like you speaking on stage. And I knew I had to share it with the I Heart My Life audience. So I was out in the, the hall doing a Facebook Live during lunch. And then you randomly interrupt my Facebook Live. And that's literally how we got to know you. (laughs) <laughs> and you know what? James was like, hey, I was like, well, where's Emily? Because you know what? She's right over there sitting in this couch. Go, go, you know, go ahead and just drop in on her. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so the rest is history. And I mean, you do know when people, you know, the universe has a beautiful way of knowing who's supposed to come together. And the universe really, really knew when I knew I knew I had to meet you. And I, I think when I was thinking about today, I was describing the two of you. I was thinking about how when um, two people needed to find one another so they could more likely find themselves, that's what you two are. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You know what? Because I know that you both are powerhouses in your own right, but the universe and the galaxies collide when the, when the two of you decided this is what we're we're going to do together. So um, I'm just totally stoked to share and to serve today and find out, you know, what we can do to catalyze the movement that you guys have already built, but just to add something to it. So people feel like, oh my goodness, this is where I belong. I belong in that room in January. I belong part of their community. And I don't want to forget after today's opportunity to realize that physiology and spirituality are our superpower and they do not, they do not work exclusively outside of one another they have to be together yeah totally yeah and so that's why we're here today to talk all about the live event which you're going to be speaking at in january and you were honestly the first person on our list when we thought about who we wanted to have speak and i'd love for you to just share a little bit more with the audience you have an incredible story and i just want to share a little bit about your background with everyone so they can also see why we're bringing you on stage we already read your incredible bio but i'd love for you to share a little bit about your background dr james I would love to, Emily. And I think, you know, when I share a story like mine, I really want everyone in your community and everyone as part of this uh, opportunity today and people who will be listening in the future. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about personal development and human potential and the whole high performance entrepreneurial world is that we often forget everyone has a story. Everybody. Yeah. And yeah, some people may have stories that are not nearly as dramatic as yours or they don't seem as relevant as yours. But because it's your story, it's really it's really important that we don't we don't forget that. Because when I think about times when I've um 
was prepared to lose my way or forget my genius or not love myself into my next evolution, my story is the only thing that saves me from getting lost. And it's interesting, right? Because sometimes we look at our story and we'll be ashamed of our story. We'll be, you know, gosh, that's not a beautiful story. That's not a sexy story. Or uh, it doesn't seem that, um, it doesn't seem like something that people will really feel in their heart the way that you do about your story. But my story is really interesting because it's like so many people who've overcome something in their life. And everyone here has overcome something. I, I overcame a limiting belief because of my dyslexia, because of my alcohol history, because of my long history of booze and addiction that my family gave to me which I have realized recently has been one of the greatest gifts because without that history, I don't think I ever would have woke up all the way. Mm -hmm. And I'm still finding myself waking up, Emily and James, and I think a lot of people in your community will go, gosh, you know what? I, I, I hope this evolution of this waking up continues to happen. So, you know, my, my, my evolution began as uh, someone who was tired of what he was seeing every single day, which was unrealized potential. And we can look at unrealized potential as a blessing or we can see it as a burden. Uh, for me, thank God it was a burden and a blessing. I saw both sides of it. You know, as a 17-year-old as dyslexic who was driving a truck and lost behind the wheel of that truck, you know, I, I knew that self-help was a big part of my life because I carry Think and Grow Rich in my passenger seat of my old beat-up truck. And when I was getting gas or I was at a truck stop, I'd pick up and my favorite chapter was when Napoleon Hill would talk about auto-suggestion, which anyone who's in the self-help space goes, oh my gosh, that's like your mantra, it's your dharma, it's a thing that you recite to yourself. So one day, potentially, it'll land that deep space inside of you to go, oh my gosh, that's who I am. That's who I am. So I carried auto-suggestion through Napoleon Hill in my old beat-up truck and until one beautiful evening when I was really, really at the end of my space of grace and I felt like I was going to exit, I was going to basically fall prey to my own self-imposed mediocrity, the oppression that was so easily becoming me, you know, believing in my history, believing in my, believing in all the things that uh, were said about me, believing in all the things I said to myself. You know, a, a faithful evening, I believe, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just bear my soul because um, I'm a huge believer, you know, in the Greek mythology, they talk about that everyone has something called genius. And when you look at the genesis of genius or the etymology of genius, it just simply means that we actually have a guardian angel. And it's basically our sort of spiritual superpower. And we all have it. But whether or not we avail ourselves to receive that superpower and allow it to generate something inside of us that's already here, but really have it gestate and then bloom, is whether or not we're open enough and humble enough and spiritually awake enough to have it wake up inside of us. So when I was at three, just after 3 a.m. in the morning on a cold, cold night on the New York Thruway, a truck driver appeared, and I believe it was my guardian angel. And it literally appeared in a way that you'd never see it. It's a truck driver with cowboy boots and spurs on, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, there's no way this is anything other than someone who's here to diminish you or to remind you that, you're, that you don't measure up, that you don't have importance. And that angel, disguised as a truck driver, has literally looked into my soul and said, I see your genius. 
But he didn't say it like that because it would be beautiful, right? If angels just appear and go, oh my gosh, oh, Emily, I see your genius. You're beautiful. You're brilliant. And James, my goodness, look at the way you show up in the world. And when you're people around you, you lift. You too have your genius. It's so wonderfully apparent. But I know that we all have stories in our life where that genius wasn't necessarily that available. And this truck driver said to me, I know where you're going. And if I find you here again, I'm going to kick your ass because you do not belong here. Get going. Start revolving into the person that I know you are. And I'm filling in and I'm editing here. But basically, it was energy when he looked into my soul and basically said, no way are you going to occupy space with the genius that's inside of you and not realize it. Mm-hmm. So keep going. And I think, sorry. I think that what we're going to do in January, and we're going to do it this afternoon, if anyone here is teetering on a story that they no longer feel like it's uh, the truth or what the story is revealing to them doesn't feel good in their soul, what we're going to do in January is we're going to learn techniques that are both physiological and spiritual that have been proven in laboratories to work to change our brain but more importantly, proven life to change the way that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. You love yourself into being the revolutionary that you all came here to be. We are, we are activists just waiting to catch fire, every single mm-hmm. one of us. But are we willing to allow ourselves to get closest to the flame? And trust me, Emily and James, you and I both know this. The flame is simply self-love. That's yeah. the flame. And will we get close enough to our self-love that we literally become that form of social activism. Wow. Why do you think, Dr. James, why do you think that self-love, like 100% all in, is such a challenge for so many people? Because <laughs> safety is so much easier. Hmm. We, we are neurochemically programmed to find our sweet spot, and our sweet spot is usually fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we knew. And so me as a kid, I knew booze. I knew dyslexia. I knew bad grades. I knew relationships that I witnessed with my parents that were not successful. I saw six divorces between my mom and my dad. That was my safety space. So for me to creep out of that, I had to overcome a neurochemistry that was so connected to, even though it doesn't feel good, this is what you know. And being safe is so often more sexy and attractive than stepping outside of it into the space where, oh my goodness, I have to go all in to get myself out of this space that seems relevant because it's all I know, but I have to give myself permission to remove the critic, to become unfiltered, and then, oh my goodness, am I going to uncensor my heart for the first time in my life? Because once we uncensor our heart, Oh my gosh, do we have to pay attention to our truth because it'll haunt us in the most beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that should be the theme of the event, uncensor your heart. I love that. Oh my gosh, right? I mean, Emily, you and I, we've had some of the most amazing conversations since we met. And we know intimately what it means to put a filter in front of your heart. How dare I be that beautiful? How, how dare I be that extraordinary in front of people who know me a certain way? But more importantly, this is all I know about myself. This is who I've always been. Even though I know I'm outgrowing him or her, 
man, to remove that filter scares the heck out of us. So, uh, James, it's neurochemical. But here's what's beautiful. Spirituality crushes neurochemistry. Tell us more about that. You know, here's what's beautiful. And I, 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 I know all of us here, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, it, every single one of us has probably read or seen the movie The Secret. Show of hands, right? They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I saw that, man. I, that movie was so awesome. And I was like, I was setting intentions all over the place. But, <laughs> but here's what's amazing about that movie. It, it missed the most important part. It, it was sort of like a weekend of new age hurrah without grounding it in what's most important, our faith and whether or not we are capable of achieving that. We can see all these amazing teachers, right? It's belief. Mm -hmm. Here's what's cool. So how do we crush neurochemistry? We breathe spirituality into our neurochemistry. So here's how it works. When we set an intention, like the secret was all about intention. And, and Emily, your book, which I have literally on my bedside, by the way, uh, it's never going to leave. I know, but, but, but the, book is, the, the book is so well written because regardless yeah. whether or not you think you're so progressed and, oh my gosh, I've done a hundred seminars and I'm blah, 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 or I'm just a newbie on this, this, this path of, of self-realization, your words capture the truth of all of us, all of us. And I want the epigenetic energy next to me while I'm sleeping of that book. So that's why it's next to me. That's why I sleep next to your book. So here's what's beautiful about intention. When you set a true intention, what basically is happening, you're building these proteins called neuropeptides. Think of neuropeptides like pollinators of dreams. They basically are like, oh my gosh, one of my dreams is to create a multi-million dollar media business. One of my dreams is to have the the love of my life appear and, and, and she is kind or he is generous and she and he sees my gold and my genius. She treats me like the brilliance that I am. One of my intentions is that, um, oh, here's a big one. For the 16 hours that I'm awake every single day, I never say anything that diminishes me to myself. That's an intention. But anytime we set an intention, we literally are producing these proteins. And these proteins are like pollinating our brain and overcoming any historical non-facts, any historical smallness, anything that neuroplastically has become us, we can literally overwhelm it and we can change it. So when you are taking your vitamins in the morning, you're eating your grain-free muesli, you're doing your mantra, you're doing your wind sprints, do them with intention of this is helping me to uncensor my heart. My intention for doing all these things is to feed my bliss. Because when you do that, you are literally populating your brain with an unfair advantage over your former mediocrity. Mm -hmm. And what's beautiful, those neuropeptides are literally pollinating every blossom that's waiting to happen inside of you. Every blossom, every dream, everything that you've ever thought you wanted to be is who you are. But whether or not you pollinate and then blossom those neuropeptides, that's how we overcome any learned physiology, any normal neurochemistry of mediocrity. We blow it away, James, by setting intention and letting those proteins just blossom. I absolutely love that. That's I just like that such Poetic. food for the soul. Isn't yeah. it? And what's really exciting about that is that I see it all the time people over intellectualizing their growth. Like it's, you know, 
you know, if it was just about information and reading books and, and intellectually understanding how to improve, um, and then they wonder why things aren't changing. And it's like you said, when you truly believe, something very different happens inside you. When you truly believe, emotionally connect rather than just intellectually connect to what it is and why it is and what it's for and what you desire. And, you know, and you just, because you have such an amazing knowledge base to be able to, to explain it in such a beautiful way, my, my hope is that that really, really, really like sits in people and they totally understand what you're talking about because I know so many people just, they don't get that piece. They don't get that piece of just the difference between going through the motions and the difference between really attaching to and believing and desiring and being passionate about what they know they can achieve from what it is they're doing. Um, so beautiful. Yeah, James, that was so beautifully said. Thank you. Because here's what I think is no accident. I heart my life is by design. Mm -hmm. Many people think their life. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, think wow. their life, right. They're like, um, I'm going to intellectualize something that I know isn't working for me in my intellectual mind, my belief systems, my, my, my previous understanding of what I'm capable of achieving, bringing into my life. We have to drop into the heart space. There's no accident. I heart my life is your brand because yeah. it's the only reason why you have created the success that you've created in your life. You dropped out of your brain and you moved into your heart space. And that's where the magic happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So every single time I talk to you, I cry and it's happening right now. <laughs> um, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on stage because you have this power over people. Like when we first met you, I knew I had to work with you just because the way that you make us feel when we're around you. And that, that really spoke to me because that's our entire message. So many people are obsessed with the next strategy or thinking their way to success. And they've been so attached to this old programming and the stuff that's been passed down. And so our event is designed to, like you said, get people to drop into their heart, pay attention to what it is they know they really want and start to believe that they're meant for it and actually take the action to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Emily, I get God bumps all over my body with what you just said, because, um, I hope and I pray that people are ready to not have their minds filled with more tactics and strategies. Because if that's what you're looking for, don't come to my session. Exactly. I, I, to any of them, really. We're designing <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this faculty, including James and Emily, my dear brother and sister, we are not interested in another intellectual exercise of futility. And you know why the world is why it is today? Or you know why your business may not be where you'd love it to be? Because so many of us have adopted this thing that we are not enough. We're not enough. So we'll go to the next thing. We'll read the next book. We'll do this and we'll do that. Because books like yours, Emily, and this gathering, this is not a seminar. <laughs> this is a gathering. And when you gather heart-centered vigilantes, like you're going to be coming together in January, you create something called moral contagion. Moral contagion, oh my goodness. You, you put every great rah-rah speaker slash trainer on a stage, they will fall deeply behind moral contagion. Moral, moral contagion is simply what you know when you're around someone who's awake, 
someone who has decided they're going to lean into that fire called their truth and not censor it any longer, we're going to create a room full, a community of moral contagion. You want to have your critic silence? Put yourself in the space of grace of moral contagion. You want to have the filter removed from your genius? Let yourself be around a group of vigilantes who only speak from the knowing of what it means to be fully awake and woken up to what they've seen when they've actually witnessed. When they've actually witnessed what it meant for them the first time they caught a glimpse of what was possible for them. And then they wouldn't let it slip away. We are, it's like a reunion in January of people who wouldn't forget. And then they'd a vow and wouldn't let that sacred vow fade. This is how we remember. We stay together. This community needs to stay together so we don't forget our vow. I'm working on the same stuff you are. All the world wants us to fall asleep. Because when we fall asleep, the world can get us just to consume mindlessly. The world can tell us that we're not enough and we keep on seeking things outside of ourselves. Not on our watch. No. No. Thank you for that. Mm. Where do we go from here? It's just so beautiful. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, I, and I think that is the real, the real, real piece. Because the, there's so much of the community that we, that have, that have, join our community that are absolutely screaming out to get out of their heads that they they I remember I actually remember just before I left my career and I was on the edge of that bubble like I could I now knew that life existed outside the bubble like the, the being conscious and awake existed but there was there was a wall sort of like just in the way I couldn't quite burst that bubble because the scary thing for me was when that bubble burst everything was just so big and that's kind of scary because the opportunity can be really scary, wonderful, but scary. And so I know how a lot of them feel like they want to wake up, but, it, but they're, they're worried that if they do, there's no going back and they don't know what to do. And so the fear is still greater than the desire. Right. The fear is still greater than, than the desire. And that's why that this event is about if you get that many people in a room that all either really desire to be, be consistently awake or want to know how to fall in love with being awake and, and, and own it and ultimately trust because trust doesn't need proof, right? Trust is just being able to just live every day and know that, that everything's happening the way it's meant to happen. And so getting all those people together, um, I, I, I love the way you said you got good, you God bumps because I know, <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you mean because that's how I feel or I think how we feel when we think about this event and we think about you being on stage because you are such a... Um, a catalyst for mass God bumps. <laughs> I really feel like that is going to be what's going to happen. Something very special happens every time you're around James. And you know, we felt it at the science summit. We, we will feel it now. We feel it at the event and um, it's, it's mass influence, isn't it? In the most positive, amazing way. It's mass influence. It is. And here's what's so beautiful is that you, you take, you take a, you take intention and you and you you give it the multiplier effect, right? Mm -hmm. You you take intention and put hundreds of people together who have taken a vow to not go asleep, to to not fall prey to the part of themselves that they know is safe and familiar, but they know is killing them. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not being dramatic here. I, listen, I've had the blessing of being a, in a hospice role and stewarding many people as they get ready to take their last breath and they get ready to make their transition. And I can tell you, Emily and James, I have seen people die absolutely beautifully. And it all came down to how well they lived up to that vow. Mm. And I have seen people die horrifically when they didn't. Regardless of whether or not we get an opportunity to have the luxury of being awake till it's our time to go, there is no more beautiful blessing in the entire world as to watch someone take their last breath when life is good. Mm -hmm. I want us to do something miraculous in January. I want us to come together and look each other in the soul and pierce the soul because the eye is where empathy happens. You know what's so beautiful about uh, moral contagion? It's basically simply being present. But we so often in Buddhism, they talk about feeding the ghost. Where, and it's really interesting because in Buddhism, they don't do it, but they look over here and they see, they see so many Westerners who feed the ghost. So basically what the Buddha said is that people who continually chase the things that are empty, it's feeding the ghost. So many people have bought into the illusion that somehow they're going to catch and feed that ghost enough where that ghost will be full. You never will fill the ghost. The only way we fulfill our mission here is by living up to the gifts and the blessings and the light and the love and the genius that you were endowed with when you took your first breath. That's the only way this works. And the only way that we realize it is if we heroically become present for it and lean all the way into it. And eventually we fall in love with it. And once we fall in love with it, oh my goodness, you move from the junior varsity goosebumps to the varsity God bumps. <laughs> and everyone around you is raised in your wake. You never, ever heal alone. Remember that. Anyone who's in that room is going to have some kind of breakthrough. And because of that, we're all going to have breakthroughs. Healing is contagious. Courage is contagious. Being present with our wounds as much as our victories is contagious. And we all have them. But when we do it together, we do it in a sacred space, it'll never leave you. And that's why I am so grateful that I'm going to be a part of this. I've got work to do, and I want to do it around people who are willing to do the work. And yeah, I've learned some pretty cool things in my lifetime, but I have yet to see an entire community catch fire at the same time. Mm. That's why I'm coming. Mm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because there are people who I know they have this excuse like, oh, well, I'm in an online program or I'll just watch another webinar. You've done so many events at this point. What is it about being in the room? You mentioned a little bit, I know, but what is it that, that we can say to those people who are thinking they're going to sit this one out and they're still going to experience online transformation? Uh, number one, that's a fallacy. There's no such thing as online transformation. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, uh, I know it through neurochemistry. I know it as a physician. And I certainly know it as an aspirant who always is looking to figure out how can I make a shortcut to my soul? Mm. Number one, there isn't one. 
why do humans need each other? Because they do. And when you're in a room full of people who are being open to being vulnerable to the work, vulnerability is a superpower. We can't write a little note and a little sidebar on a Facebook Live and talk about our vulnerability in the way that we can when we're actually sitting in a room, standing in a room, crying in a room, in front of another human being who will stand in you, with you, and hold you to your truth because they won't look away from you while you're going through your dark moment. Or when you have your aha, they're there to witness it with you. It only happens in a room. It only happens in community, Emily. You can't duplicate what's going to happen in January. So if you were sitting on the sidelines going, man, I've done work with James. I've done work with Emily. And I've done work with Brendan. And I've done work with all these people. And you know what? Yeah, so, you know, and I've got more work I'm doing in January. I signed up for this. I'm reading that. Awesome. Keep doing it. All of those investments absolutely will pay dividends. But you will not receive what's going to happen in that room. And that's not an ego statement. That's a spiritual statement about what happens when human beings come together to do the deeper work. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I have been a part of so many different seminars, leading them, being part of faculty, sitting in the room. <laughs> why I love this event and why I'm going to absolutely know this event's going to help me to change my life because I know the two of you are curators. You're curators. It's different than being orchestrators. Orchestrators can put on great music, make us jump around, make us go woohoo, and oh my gosh, this is awesome. I love orchestration, it's an awesome art. Curation is actually when you place the art inside of other human beings. That's different. And that's what we're going to be doing in January. We're going to be curating people's personal art so it gets seen. And when we see our own art, something beautiful happens. We catch fire again to the thing that we actually took our first breath for. No one on this planet serves anything bigger than themselves when they don't catch fire in that way. Mm-hmm. And no one does good service by spending time in a book. We need to put the book down, open our hearts, stand before other human beings and said, I'm all in. Yeah. Because we say I'm all in in front of another human being, something transmits. Mm -hmm. Transmission versus transaction, Emily and James, that's the distinction. I love that. Yeah. I mean, our community, we are all about being all in and that's what we see this at as, as, as well. And, um, you know, I, I love everything that you shared. And I think so many people will get it now. And I'm hoping we'll sign up for I Heart My Life Live and get their ticket. Um, the price is going up in just eight days, which is why we're here oh, talking gosh. so much so, about this event. <laughs> people need to sign. Listen, you know what's so beautiful about this event? The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to have transformation. That's the worst <laughs> thing that's going to happen. <laughs> if that's like you're going, oh my gosh, the bar is here. It's yeah. transformation. That's a given. I promise you, just the fact that we all are going there with intention, we're going to be like a giant garden of wildflowers sitting like this, not quite ready, but boy, are we wanting to be pollinated. We're going to come together and we're going to set an intention 
And like wildflowers on the western slope of the Rockies of Colorado, which I've witnessed many, many times, that one day that magic happens, they all open. That's, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're all going to open. And then we're all going to witness and say to ourselves, I'm never going to shut down again. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So I have one final question for you, Dr. James. What's that, Emily? So I'm going to ask all of our speakers this over the next week as we do these amazing interviews. What do you think is one thing you can share about how you've been able to create a life that's better than your dreams? Hmm. Wow. I wish you'd email me that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and actually, I'm glad you didn't because it catches you, right? It catches yeah. you. Okay, wow. No filter, no censor. The number one most powerful thing I've done to allow me to have what I have today, which is an unbelievably rich marriage, two of the most amazing young women for daughters who are just vigilantes for compassion and heart. I have learned the power of being worthy. Every single human being has within them the capability to have everything they could ever have and then more than they could ever imagine. The only thing that gets in the way is our worthiness. Mm-hmm. This, this exercise of human potential, entrepreneurship, money-making, whatever, has been become an art in willpower. And that is not it. That is a deception. It's not willpower. It's willingness. Willingness is worthiness. Our willingness to see how beautiful we are, our willingness to allow ourselves to not look away when we're going through a time and whether or not we actually can lean into our compassion rather than our judgment. All of those things are the things that have brought me what do I have today. Friends like you having the ability to be in a room that you're creating, curating in January. Waking up in the morning and looking over at my beloved of nearly 28 years and going, oh my God, I'm crazy about this woman. None of that, none of that happens unless we're worthy. And so many people will dim their light to make other people more comfortable. When we're dying inside, we're so uncomfortable with what we look around and we see every day and we say, God, this is not my truth. Then you know what? Get out of the willpower, get out of your head, drop into your heart and give yourself permission to be worthy to receive what you already have. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. I yeah, agree completely. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for everyone who wants to experience Dr. James in person, all of our amazing speakers, myself and James, hosting an incredible event that will support you in finally feeling worthy. I know there's so many people out there watching this who they question whether they're deserving of what they actually want. This event is going to transform that for you, and you're going to be able to create it and feel worthy of actually having it. So all you have to do is go to iHeartMyLifeLive.com to purchase your ticket. You're going to experience three amazing days at a five-star hotel in San Diego. You're going to get to do yoga with Dr. James. That'll be incredible. (laughs) And get to meet... (laughs) 
<laughs> that's my spontaneous warrior guys <laughs> love it get to meet some amazing like-minded women who will help take you to the next level in every single way and create that connection that you're probably craving if you're sitting behind the computer right now so we want to invite you to go to iheartmylifelive.com to get your ticket before the price goes up next week anything else well i mean we obviously feel very, very worthy because otherwise we wouldn't be sat here talking to James. So, so reminding, thank you for reminding us of our worthiness and how yeah. worthy we obviously feel because we've, we're very blessed to be, to be here with you. So thank you so much for, for sharing your time with us and with all of the people here yeah. live. We're so excited, so excited for this event, but also so excited for every single day between now and then because there's lots of things to be grateful for loads of loads of amazing you know warming up to do and i feel like i've transformed with all my god bumps on this call anyway so and you know it's uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for that and uh, yeah we're really excited for this event and um you, you know james we love you you're all, you're all incredible you know what i love you both too and um i always i always know a good connection by one thing did i cry <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, that may sound ridiculous to people who don't know me, but Emily and James, you know me. Tears are our willingness to be worthy of receiving enough emotion that got us to feel at a level that we had to. Mm -hmm. That is what we are going to do together in January. Exactly. And I always say this about our events. If we don't make the room cry, then we're not doing our job. I just said oh, this yesterday to one of my clients. <laughs> that is such a barometer these days. Yeah. And I'll tell you something before we say goodbye. Um, I, set a, I set an intention a long, long time ago, nearly 30 years ago, that I had to move myself to tears every single day. I had to feel that much. I had to give of myself that much. I had to be vulnerable that much that if I move myself to tears every single day, and I haven't always been successful. I've gotten hard some days and I've missed the opportunity. But I'll tell you, Pretty much most every day in the last 20 years, I've moved myself to tears. That's living. And that's living awake. And that's living love. And that's living alive. That's why I heart my life. Because I'm willing to feel that much. Mm. Don't you dare miss the thing that I shared a moment ago about watching people take their last breath. The ones who leave well versus the ones who leave wishing, right. wishing they had done the thing that they knew they came here to do. Mm -hmm. All it comes down to is being present for your gift and not being afraid to express it because you are worthy. Mm. We'll leave it there. Thank you, Dr. James. We love you. We can't wait to see you in January and for everyone in the audience and the community to experience your brilliance and all your gifts and most importantly, your love and energy. Thank you, Emily. I love you, sister. Thank you, James. I love you. And uh, thank you for the blessing of being in my life. And um, can't wait to see you guys in a few months. And everyone who's part of this community, gosh, I can't wait to lay eyes on you too. So um, peace and love. Everyone get your ticket. Go to iHeartMyLifeLive.com and we'll see you there. Isn't he amazing? I hope you loved that episode and I hope you purchase your ticket for iHeartMyLifeLive. We want to see you in the room. Dr. James is going to be speaking and he's going to transform your world. His topic is Love Farm, the science and spirit of growing love everywhere and what it does for your success. 
Just being in the room with him is going to be a game changer for you in every way. I know for me, when I first saw him speak, I was so drawn to him and my world was forever changed. It will be the same for you. So go to iHeartMyLifeLive.com and get your ticket today. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.